What's happening, Bert? What's occurring? What's occurring? Presented by Zwift. How are you, mate? Oh, not bad, mate. Not bad. Um, yeah, I've got the family out here now, so pretty full gas. Um, busy days. Getting back into the swing of riding my bike. Starting to get fit. Racing's on the horizon. No complaints, mate. Loving life. How are you? All right. That sounds hard work, that does. Two young kids trying to get fit. Shift oh, a bit of weight, improve your power, get some <laughs> sleep, change some nappies. It's full on that, isn't it? Yeah, you forget. So, like, obviously, my oldest, Ollie, is two and a quarter, and my youngest, Alfie, is a month. And you just forget all that newborn <sighs> shit, you know? Like, you know, when they get trapped wind and you just can't get it out. And you just oh. sat there, pat on their back for an hour. And then finally you get it out, and it's like, it's just like raw emotion. Like, you, yeah. celebra- you celebrate it, you know? Um, oh, I remember searching high and low for like gripe water and all sorts, oh, all these like, yeah, homebrew recipes and everything then. And oh God. Yeah. It's hard oh. work with this mega, but at least this time around my missus is, um, is breastfeeding. So in the nights it's like, it's not my job. Can't so do anything here, love. <laughs> yeah. I just like glance over and just see this massive boob. <laughs> quality um, yeah yeah I lost my train of thought now all I can think of is your missus <laughs> big boobs <laughs> let's just pause there for a second um, yeah so racing mate you've obviously kicked it off Bersege um, yeah, was- you said yourself it was a bit average but then you know rode the bike yesterday and as expected really wasn't it just getting to the swing of things yeah, so obviously this winter was slightly different again to normal. Um, and so, yeah, most of my riding has just been, well, just that, just riding around really, burning the fat, burning the timber off and just um, not too many efforts. Well, I literally only did one proper efforts day. Um, so five minutes or so of threshold all winter and a couple of sprints. So, yeah, by the time the race came around, it was a bit of a shock to system, but I knew that anyway. That's what I was going there for. Um, get a bit of that race speed in the legs, you know, in and out of corners, you know, just that race feel really. And yeah, it took a a nice kick in really. Um, it wasn't like I wasn't completely screwed. So that, that was nice, but it was certainly, you know, suffered and got some, got some racing Ks in the leg, which legs, which was nice. Um, the last TT was a bit of, um, I just thought, oh, sorry, I'm just going to start like I'm going to try and win this. And I went out hard. Um, and then we hit this climb. It was about one and a half, 2K climb. A steep yeah. little, steep thing. And you know when you hit it and you're just like, I'm just not going fast enough here. This isn't happening. So you still yeah. go hard, but it's not like full bunter. Like, and I think I lost around 40, 45 seconds to Ethan Hater, um, <laughs> our young whiz kid. So, uh, yeah, I, I didn't do the best sort of, finish climb there but you know it's it's all good it's another tt you know go through that process just remember what it's like again um so yeah great to be back racing it was just mental though mate those first two days um i know we're going to come on to the whole safety thing but biggest thing i think is just getting some riders just to calm down like some of those finishes were just insane like um you know michael valgren a good mate of ours crashed at the end of the first stage so 140k into his season and he's already had an operation and 
pins in his bones in his hand and everything. So he just messaged me actually. He had was it twenty screw twenty six screws in his hand? He had. Did he show you? Did he send you the picture? Yeah, horrific, isn't it? Oh, it's amazing what they can do though. Yeah, like one of the pictures where it basically shows his hand sliced open and the the bit of metal in there. That's the one. Wow, that's just horrific, isn't it? Horrific, isn't it? Fair play, like what they can do, like yeah. You one of the names you just mentioned there. I'm gonna pump this kid's tires up. Is uh, Ethan Hater? Like he's one that's like sliding under the radar at the moment, isn't he? Because there's so many good riders in our team, but he's some weapon, that kid, isn't he? He's legit. Oh, he's a, he's a proper talent. Yeah, that's for sure. He just um, yeah he. He has a few crashes. I don't know if some of the boys are just like ripping into him a bit. Um, I don't know if he is prone to like a lot of crashes. Um, but we've all been there, haven't we? He's certainly a massive talent and he's going to be, you know, I think he's focusing on the track still this year. Hopefully we've all been well with the Olympics. But the next few years, he's definitely going to be, you know, him, Pidcock, I think, flying the GB flag for the next decade, really. Hopefully, yeah. I mean, like you say, with, with like... Guys like Pidcock, he's such a big name and gets so much publicity. And then like Ethan Hater when I got third on a stick on the TT in Bersage, which is just like an unreal result, really. And yeah. like he won a race. And then because Ghana won it, it doesn't really no one really notices, but that's some ride to get third in. Like the level's so high in it. And he won a race last year. If you can win a race as a Neo Pro, like yeah. Phew. Yeah, fair play. And there's also like I only mentioned those two because they're on our team, but there's actually a lot of good young British pros at the moment as well, which I didn't even really realise. Like, um, I don't want to say his full name now because I've been ripped for getting names wrong on this before. Go on, give it a crack. James Stewart or Jake Stewart? Jake Stewart. Jake Stewart. He uh, rides yeah, for like... class. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he was in the break in Best Edge, so he was up there on GC... Um, he was in the white jersey. I don't know if he held on to it in the TT. Um, but yeah, he's he's a Neo as well, I think. And, you know, already in the thick of the racing. Then there's plenty of other, like, young guys around in, in different teams and stuff. So Brad Wright, he's another one, I reckon, for the future. So he rides for Bahrain. Yeah. And again, like, like you say, there's just been, like, this sudden flurry of British pros turning pro. And you don't really keep a track of everyone. But he, he's another one who I think is going to be... Yeah, very good. It's, it's good to see see these guys as well doing it a different way as well. It's not just heavily reliant on just you know being good on the track, coming through GB, and getting spotted that way. I think, and it's also good. not just coming to our team. Like, yeah, obviously they all can't. But you know, there's quite, there's another guy in track, Charlie Quarterman. There's another one in um, somewhere D DSM. They're called now. Um, mm. I forget his name, but him as well. Yeah, I think that's the biggest change from when we were kids as well. Like, I think other teams just have a greater respect for British riders now already yeah. just because of what the success we've had. Like, when we were growing up, like, you know, there was Dave Miller and, you know, Hammond, Charlie Regalius, who famously didn't even win a race, but was a respected pro. But, you know, there wasn't that many. Um, what are you laughing at? <laughs> but, um, you know, these days, though, I think, you know, teams do actively look at British guys as well, which is great. And um, they just get more of a, more of a chance, more of an opportunity. So I think Brit just got a good reputation, haven't they? In terms of like, 
they're just you know you speak like a brick goes to another team and it's, you speak to his teammates and they say oh he's just like solid pretty tough guy in general they're just like yeah. in, one for all all for one mentality in general I think we've uh, yeah we're quite we're just legends aren't we basically <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, mate. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So you said there was like a million and one crashes in a not 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 so many, not actually that many crashes, but it was just crazy. And obviously, the big news the past few days across social media or whatever is two things have been banned. Which the first one is sitting on your top tube like the Aero Tuck, yeah, is banned. And the second one is resting your bars over the top of your hand. Sorry, resting your arms over the top of the handlebars to get like an aero position is also banned. Um, I'll have my 10 pence worth after you, but <laughs> right or wrong, mate? Right. I actually agree with it. Um, I agree with the resting your arms on the bars more so. I think that's, that's more dangerous. But at the same time, I don't really care about sitting on my top tube. Like, yeah, okay, I won't do it. Like... I didn't really see why there was... Well, from a pro's perspective, I can see why some guys were getting upset. I think it was more the fact that they weren't getting upset that that position was being banned. It was more the fact that there seems to be a lot of other dangerous things around, which they might think aren't being looked at, which need to be rather than just banning this position, which I can agree with. But then coming from thinking about the UCI, this is only purely speculative now for my part. But... I think when it comes to barriers, sprint finishes, you know, changing that sort of stuff in races, I think takes a lot more time and a lot more sort of red tape, you know, legislation almost, you know, they got to work with race organizers and, you know, it, I think that takes a lot more work. So I'm hoping they are looking at all that as well behind the scenes. Um, but in the meantime, I think banning those two riding positions is also good the end of the day where we are role models, whether we like it or not, like kids are going to, or everyone watching the race is going to see what we do. They may try that, you know, well, they're going to, aren't they? Like, remember when we were kids and like, we were going out around like Liz Vane in the lanes and stuff, we'd always yeah. be doing stuff that pros were doing and like celebrating. I remember when I was under, do you remember in Hillenden? I think I was under 14 or something. One, put my hands across the line, hands up in the He's air. Milton Keynes. I think it was Hillingdon, but it might have been Milton Keynes. No, Milton like Keynes was the week bed. That was a week later. Oh. But yeah, I went across the line, both arms in the air, and then I got relegated to back of the bunch because they said, you're not Cipollini, you don't have any sponsors, you don't need to do that. So then the next week in Milton Keynes then, I was that adamant I wasn't going to celebrate. I kept my arms on the bars, but then I totally forgot that there was a 90 degree left coming up. <laughs> and I just <laughs> slammed on last minute, tried to make it, couldn't make it, just hit the pavement, went into a flower. I remember bed. that one. I yeah so it was actually more dangerous that i didn't celebrate in the end yeah. ironically but um so yeah that's my take on it if that kind of makes sense so yeah i agree with it like to me especially that resting your arms on the bars like especially if you go through a bit of a shaded patch on the road you might not see a hole or a little stone your your hand could easily slip off there you can you might save it you might stay up but you might veer left or right you might take someone yeah. else out especially if you're on the front of the peloton like, yeah, I don't see the reason to really kick off like some people have. But like I say, maybe they're more thinking there are 
bigger issues, which there are that need to be looked at. I'm just, I don't know, maybe I'm just hoping UCI uh, are better than they are, maybe. But yeah. Yeah, I'm, I agree. I think does bringing them two rules in make it safer? Yes or no? Well, yes. The answer is yes. And people say, well, there hasn't been any big crashes from sitting on your top tube. And my response to that is, why wait for something to happen? Nip it in the bud before it happens. Um, yeah, exactly. Like you don't have to wait, you know, be pro- proactive, not reactive in it. Um, and I think like I do both of them things often in a race. Um, so one of my biggest concerns is trying to remember not to do it. Them things just instinctively, I, I don't think, right, I'm going to go in this position. You just, you just do what feels right. So I'll have to yeah, keep reminding yeah. myself not to do it in the race. But um, I can see I mean, getting thrown out, kicked off the tour for doing that. Your third uh, warning, Luke Rose kicked out the tour. Again. Stage three. Again. Um, <laughs> hey, here's one. On the track, are you banned from doing it? I'm sure that... Yeah, you were. were kids. You were races. already. Yeah. That was already you brought in, yeah. Yeah. Because that so got makes... banned, and then Cam Meyer brought in them bars, didn't he? And right, then okay. it was banned as well. Yeah. Because, um, like, if it's banned on the track, which is, you know... Um, well, there's a lot less variables on the track in there. So yeah. it makes sense it should be banned on the road as well. But I think what, you know, if, if you're riding on the front of the peloton or you're in a breakaway, I think putting your hands over the front of the bars, I don't see it as being dangerous. But what I've seen a few times is people doing it when they're not in clear winds. You know, they're, they might be like close to someone. And in that situation, you're just like, fuck, man, just hold your bars. And at the end of the day now, Everyone's got to hold the bars properly. No one can sit on the top tube, level playing field, crack on it. Yeah, and and different riders have different skills. Like some guys can't even go downhill. So yeah. one guy sat on their top tube, a Sargon or Quiato, is a lot different to, I don't know, some randomer who, you know, isn't exactly the best bike handler anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it, and one thing someone said is like, oh, yeah, well, I, I do that all the time. You know, if there's a gap on the descent and you just sit on your top tube and close the gap straight away, just pedal a bit harder then, mate. You know, like it's yeah. a couple of revs and you're back on anyway. So, And now it's the same for everyone, so nobody can do it. So, yeah. Lucky. And I think the most important thing is it's not, it, like you say, it's the repercussion of people trying to, amateur riders trying to copy who haven't got the ability or the skill level or the knowledge to, to know how to do it. And that's the biggest thing is that, like you say, you know, people do watch professional sport. They copy what they do. We did it as kids. Um, and, and people will copy and it's, mm. it's protecting them um, in the big, in the bigger picture. So yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah. One thing now has just popped into my head. This is, this is a bit out there. I can't see it happening, but you know, like in, in rugby or football, like something happens, you have the TMO, like the replays and you have the other referee that's in the truck sort of rewinding and yeah. um, like in a bunch sprint, like there's some guys that just do stupid stuff and they really should be penalized for it, but it, they never get sanctioned because it's not seen or, you know, it's just, oh yeah, that's bike racing. Um, so generally there's a helicopter video on it from above. If that helicopter just filmed the first 30, 40 guys, 50 even from 5k to go, then if somebody does do something stupid, you can complain to the commissaire. They can check it out on this video. And then they have to, if they have been riding like an idiot, boot them out. Yeah. 
because we're our own worst enemies some sometimes like as we've said before there's a lot of other issues barriers and sprint finishes being downhill and i don't know the crazy descents with loads of holes in all this like definitely should be done as well but yeah like there's some guys that are just strike system or a traffic light system if it's if it's really bad, you're out. Otherwise, it's like right, strike one, strike two, strike three. Right now, you're gone. Yeah, some yeah kind of to just rein them in because oh, even at this race, best urge last week, like there was just some guys like doing stuff. You're just like, what are you doing? Like, this is a two point one. Like it's the lowest ranking race we can do. There's World Tour, then there's HC, and then there's point ones, and it's just like there's no need for it. In like. If you win the stage here, it's not going to do anything. Unless you're one of the smallest teams and you win a race and then you get into a World Tour team. Oh. But yeah, still not risk worth risk. Yeah, no. Worth that risking is. life for. Yeah. So, but there we are. We're just Mate, two, two randomers just chatting. We're just fucking monkeys in the circus, aren't we? <laughs> we can be yeah. accepted better rather than whinging about it, but would be nice to see a few changes, but for the time being, we'll just carry on risking our life. <laughs> but Racing it does seem like the CPA um, seems to be improving in that anyway. Plus, we got this other um, rider union on board as well. So things are changing slowly. Um, just as long as everyone buys in, I think it'll be it'll be great for the sport, you know. Certainly yeah. the whole safety side of things, and then you can go into the whole business side of things as well, then, which definitely needs looking at as well, but do you know, like in a nutshell, I think an easy way to explain the current situation is from 20 years ago till now, no rules have been brought in really that protect the riders in terms of safety. But yet the equipment's got better, the you know, the cycling equipment's got better, the riders are better, are faster. So everything's increased in speed and the safety has stayed the same as what it is 20 years ago. And the same thing happened in like Formula One, where like the cars got better and the safety didn't, the safety precautions and measures and stuff didn't increase at the same rate. And they put that to right and they, and the safety measures caught up. But now we're in a position where the racing's gone ahead of the safety and the safety's got to catch the riders back up because it's like the, the barriers that are being used are probably the same barriers that were used in you know, 30 years ago, races yeah. just keep using them. But um, so, so it's like the, the safety aspect side of things, the sport has developed so quickly and, it's, and the, the level has increased significantly so quickly that, that the safety aspect and the things that are there to protect us haven't increased at the same rate. So safety, catch up. <laughs> safety first, get wiped on it. Um. Yeah, Banner Cook. And other news is um so for us and our team is so it's been released which riders are doing which grand tours, which is interesting. So we got Egan going to the Giro. Um then we got Yatesy going to the Welter and no pressure, mate, but they're backing you for the tour. <laughs> Yeah, me and Carl oh, Paz. Feelings. Oh, Teo as well. I think... Um, no, stop giving off the responsibility. Limelight's on you, mate. No, it's on you. I'll, I'll fully take it. I, 
I like it. Um, <laughs> in the Giro last year, when I was like the leader, the sole leader, I, I loved that, to be honest. It was just a shame I was only there for three days. But <laughs> um, no, yeah, basically that. Yeah, the tour is my main goal. Um, the team have confidence in me to, to go for that and to be the leader for that. But there's a big caveat in that, that this February, you know, and... What's a caveat? Well, like... Uh, you don't know, do you? I don't, I don't know the word to try and explain it. It's just kind of like like a big but maybe, or a maybe, I guess, oh, okay. or like an, ex- an extension that kind of... Just Google it, mate. Just Google right. it. Can we just... Okay, just keep... Simple word. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> okay. Um, but basically, yeah, it's February. Like, so much can happen until then. Yeah. Uh, obviously, yeah, on paper, um, the tour suits me better, you'd say, than someone like Carapaz. But obviously, he's still targeting the tour. Like, we both go there. Ideally, we want our main team going to the tour, 100% fit, and then you, you race it and you go from there and you race it as best you can. Um I just found it weird. I was getting texts from people, which was nice, but just getting texts saying, oh, congrats on your leadership for the tour and stuff. I was like, that's like celebrating getting selected for the Olympics, you know? Like, yeah, that's not even half the battle. You need to go and win the thing. That's what you need to do. So, yeah, it's nice. Uh, it's a good little... It's nice that the team showing that confidence in me, but it's just on me. I need to do the work now, get fit, fitter, leaner, and yeah get to the tour in the best shape possible and that's it but pure and simple really and it's like between now and then okay you have to arrive in good form but like you have to stay fit stay healthy stay on your bike from now till then there's so much shit that can go wrong but you know if it all does like looking at the the parkour now with then two long tts i mean it's the best suited for you for a long time eh yeah it's just nice to see some TTs back you know it's been a while since there's been any proper TTs in in the tour really like uh well when I won there was a decent one at the end but that was like 30k that was it you know in in 2019 there was one as well that was pretty short last year the TT had the bloody planched about feet at the end of it that's not a bloody TT is it you know what I love in grand tours a prologue yeah, and the tour doesn't nice. have one for well, since in Germany, won it? You, oh, you, you won it, yeah. Yeah, in Düsseldorf, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, mate, I love them. They're great. I mean, they're great for me because twenty days and one day is like ten k or five k, and then you've only got twenty to go. Then, but I think they're just a great spectacle to like get things going, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they are good. They are. This kind of settles the peloton a bit as well, isn't it? Because that first road stage when they yellow jerseys up for grabs. Oh, God. does add a bit more yeah. tension. Mate, look at Nice this year. It was an absolute... Oh, yeah. Oh, mate. It was like... It was just like the riders were Skittles and they were just going down everywhere. Like, the first stage is horrible, isn't it? Oh, I remember watching that, and especially after our pod when I said, oh, I hope it's raining. <laughs> and then, oh, my God. Like, I'm laughing, but it wasn't funny. Like, I, I did feel sorry for you guys. But at the same time, I was kind of happy I was sat on my sofa watching it because that was just, yeah, that was crazy, wasn't it? But that was one day I did not want to be in that peloton. It was mm. just ridiculous. And then we at had least a- you all sort of did calm down. There was a few 
a few guys that were accepting to the rule, but you know, at least everyone sort of did stick together and realize it was. Yeah, a bit... said, we'll go steady down the descent. We'll go de- steady down the descent. Everyone says yes. Stanley just whack it down the descent and crash themselves, knobheads. But then um, <laughs> everyone else yeah. was on the same wavelength. Yeah, <sighs> still got a beam up on it about that, mate. Yeah, that's the whole thing with the riders sticking together, though, isn't it? It's, it's a bigger challenge than you first think really everyone has their own agendas and their own thoughts and karma got them didn't it karma got them it did it did so um, So what's next for you anyway what's the plan next for me is uae so that's i wasn't sure if i was gonna be riding it or not because i've been obviously after covid and the off season i had a lot of time off the bike so found out yesterday i'm going there so that'll be good um when do you go uh week tomorrow so a week's time. Um, and yeah, just, just be good to get racing. So I think if you, like, I, I wouldn't say, um, yeah, I'm pretty average condition. I've had quite a lot of time off the bike, but it's one of them. If you wait too long to get back racing, you know, suddenly you're just on the back foot playing catch up, aren't you? So I just thought, yeah. well, let's just get going, give the team a thumbs up. I think it's a race where, you know, it's an easier race in it um, in terms of like across the calendar of the year to, it's one of the easier ones. So, um, you know, should be able to get through that all right and help out where I can. Um, I think we got Yatesy going. He won it last year. So that's exciting as well. And it's always, if you go into a race as a domestique, you always want to look at the lineup and, and have someone on there who can, can win it. And we really yeah. have. So, well, that's, that's exciting. Garner's doing it. And he's um, Eddie Dunbar's pick to win. Mate. Right. People can give their thoughts on this, right? So, <laughs> Me, G, and Eddie are out on the bike the other day, and little Eddie Dumba, he says, uh, "Oh, Ghana can win you, he can't he?" Me and G were like, "No, there's like a big mountain stage in it." He says, "No, no, but there's a time trial." I said, "Yeah, but okay, he's going to take thirty seconds or a minute maximum out of the GC guys, and he's going to lose minutes at the climb." And he's like, "No, no, no, because I terrible my reaction." He <laughs> said, "No, because he's fresh. He can just hang on and pace himself." And me and G said, no chance. And I'm sticking by that. And Garner is an absolute weapon. But on 10K climbs, it's not going to happen. No, not at all. Not with the likes of Yatesy and Pogacar and that. Like, oh, yeah, but, but Garner will arrive fresh. Yeah, well, so will the climbers. They'll just go quicker. Like He had a, he had a belter yesterday, Eddie, as well, didn't he? So he's doing Provence. And um, so we're talking about the race. It's a four-day stage race. Start the first day's flat day, second day's another flat day, another sprint day, and uh, the fourth day's pretty flat as well. And Eddie goes, Yeah, and I'm sorry, and the third day finishes on Mont Bon 2. He says, Yeah, <laughs> 10k, so, uh, 10k climb at 10% for those who don't yeah. know. So, three sprint days in Mont Bon 2, and he says, Yeah, I think it'll be decided on Mont Bon 2. <laughs> <laughs> no shit, Sherlock. Uh, Good that's for me. That's who we got to work with. So, yeah. Yeah, and he had a great one-liner joke. He said, "What did uh, what did the man say when he lost his tractor?" I said, "What?" He said, uh, "Where's my tractor gone?" <laughs> oh, I loved it. So simple. Uh, uh, anyway, jokes. Um, yeah. Right then, mate. Oh, how's your podcast going? How's your your affair? Yeah, good. Good, mate. I think you're on next. No, two weeks you're on. Talking about wind, the wind episode. Um, 
But yeah, this is Brooklyn Club in two weeks. Yeah, so it's been going well. We we do our weekly club rides as well on Zwift, which is always. I actually thought it was going to be a bit of a drag, but it actually was pretty good. You got one today, haven't you? I got one this evening. Yeah, so that's, that'll be nice. And then, um, yeah, but you know, it's it's a different or well, no, a similar audience to this, but it's also for you know people just starting out as well. So you need to explain things a little bit more. But um, yeah, they're pretty good to do. We had Rowan Dennis on talking about time trialing, which was yeah, good, interesting. Um, he left out his poo story, which I was a bit disappointed about. Tell it now, then. He basically it's better if he tells it, but basically. He'd had a bit too much bicarb and he was about to come out the other end. So he got to the race start and he checked with the swanny. How long have I got? Five minutes. All right. Went behind the the start ramp or, you know, I don't think anyone could see him, but then, you know, used his mitts. Um, yeah. Toilet as toilet paper. And then, yeah, back to the start, three minutes to go, got going and, and that was it. I think he comes second, he said in the end, but he tells the story a lot better, a lot more detail. Um, laid a log behind the start ramp basically yeah I was a bit disappointed he didn't tell that but there we go that story would be like a little bit better if you won it that'd be yeah. good story. on the yeah five minutes to go had a poo got back on and won it I asked him if he was world champion as well at the time which he wasn't so I was lucky because if he had oh. white shorts as well <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but oh god sweet alright then but well we'll uh, good luck at UAE Maybe we'll get a guest on before you go. Happy days. Happy days. All right, bud. See you later, guys. Ciao, ciao. Cheers. Ciao, ciao.